Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, a podcast created for other Fragile X families to share their stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. If you have never heard of Fragile X before, this podcast is for you. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talk FX. I'm really excited um, to be here for this impromptu uh, episode. <laughs> um, I felt like it was important to uh, hop on here and um, share this experience that I recently had with all of you. Um, I think it's the perfect time because um, as I'm sure all of you are aware it is Fragile X Awareness Month and, you know, this is a uh, huge time to just uh, help be a part of creating more advocacy, understanding, and um, acceptance and inclusion of our neurodiverse uh, children and and community. So, um, the experience that I want to share with you guys is actually something that um, recently happened within the uh, community that I live in. Um, so I first moved into the uh, complex that I'm in right now um, here in Washington um, uh, just over a year ago. And I think it was like maybe five months in of living here that I found out from um, the group chat that we have for our apartment complex just to be able to communicate uh, just for different reasons, um, whether it's safety reasons or otherwise, um, or just to, you know, maybe do an event even together. Um, it's really cool to know that uh, we even have this this group chat and that everyone uh, kind of, you know, is it is at least on a first name basis, um, if not more. So it's it's really cool. Um, but anyways, I had found out, um, like I said, about five months in of living here that there is um, an autistic boy that often will walk through our neighborhood. Um, he apparently uh, lives behind our complex and will oftentimes uh, walk down and, and come into our complex and just, you know, if there's anyone outside, he'll just kind of come up to him and smile or, um, you know, try to interact with the kids if there's kids out. Um, and uh, so that was just kind of all I knew at the time. And then, um, a little more time went by and I saw, uh, this boy when I was pulling into, uh, my parking spot and, uh, again, didn't have any problem with him being there. Um, and I kind of just observed him and he seemed, um, like he was very uh, environmentally aware, like he knew how far away he was from his home. He knew how to get uh, here and back to his home. Um, he rides his bike often too, which was uh, interesting to to observe. Um, so he seems to like have a good awareness of where he is. Um, so that was really interesting. And, and it was also very evident as someone who's fairly, you know, knowledgeable about individuals with 
um, developmental um, and cognitive, you know, uh, challenges. Um, it was very interesting to see how uh, comfortable he seemed to feel kind of just um, uh, trying to interact with some of the neighbors. Um, and it wasn't negative at all. Um, there was no, uh, or there has not been, let me say, uh, any indication of like any aggressive or, uh, uh, anything like that type of behavioral harmful behavior. He, you can simply just see his desire to interact with others, which was, um, honestly quite heartwarming to see. Um, and then, just recently this week, um, someone had uh, messaged our group chat saying that this boy um, touched their child um, on their back, kind of like a tap, like, hey, I'm here kind of tap. And I wasn't there to see it, um, just to clarify, but based on the description um, in the um, message, uh, that's what kind of, you know, tap it seemed to be. And she was not okay with it. You know, um, she said that the boy has come up to their window, uh, just kind of, you know, smiling and, um, basically wanting them to come outside and, and play with him. And they didn't like that he would come up to their window, which, I can totally understand that, you know, from a general perspective of like, obviously no one expects, no one, you know, is, is probably not going to get startled by anyone coming up to your window if you're not expecting anyone, right? So I can totally understand how that would be um, uh, startling to someone. But um, this this neighbor was very much complaining about this boy and primarily speaking negatively about him. And, you know, it really just showed how uneducated this neighbor was and how, you know, um, let, how it seemed to be evident, at least, that they were, they did not have much experience interacting with individuals with, you know, um, uh, cognitive and behavioral challenges. And so um, more people ended up, you know, adding their experiences to the uh, group chat of like what he's done, um, you know, in their interactions with him, you know, whether it was trying to give him a hug or um, just kind of maybe standing by their car or something like that. And so I finally was like, you know, like, it's fine to share your concerns, but clearly all I'm seeing here is a lot of misunderstanding. Um, now, obviously, I don't know this boy personally. I don't know what kind of um, supports maybe he gets um, from, uh, I don't know, from, um, you know, a professional or, or whatnot. Um, I don't know what his parents are like, um, but clearly he's a sociable boy who is just trying to make friends. Um, that was very evident to me um, in the times that I was able to just sort of um, observe him before um, these messages got sent out about him um, this week. And so I just responded saying, you know what, I'm, I'm happy to um, meet with anyone in the neighborhood that wants to share their concerns regarding this boy with me because I am um, trained 
in working with individuals uh, with these, you know, cognitive and behavioral learning challenges. So I'm happy to answer any questions anyone might have and just bring some clarity to uh, the situation. And I also said, you know, I'm happy to go and and uh, hopefully meet um, this boy's family and just talk with them um, about our concerns that have been brought up um, regarding, you know, the neighbor's child being um, touched on the back and, you know, the boy coming up to the window and, uh, you know, all those things. And so um, I did. I went up to this boy's house because um, a few neighbors seemed to know where he lived because they had seen him, you know, in the backyard and and whatnot. And so um, I went up to their house and um, I ended up talking with the um, uh, older sister, which I think was pretty significantly older. She was very mature and very kind and outgoing and um, the boy was, was not around at least that I knew of. And, um, I believe from my understanding as well that the parents, uh, did not speak English. So I just primarily, uh, spoke with the older sister and I just said, I introduced myself and said, you know, I live in the complex behind you guys and, um, I'm not here to, uh, you know, complain about your brother whatsoever. That's certainly not my objective at all. Um, I'm just simply here to uh, share with you kind of the interactions we've been having with your brother. Um, And I'm also here to just see how I can support uh, your brother better and help him to feel safe and help him to feel um, heard and uh, accepted for who he is. And I'm not here to, like I said, complain, Um, though several of the people that live in our complex um, are unfortunately, you know, misinformed and don't have a lot of experience uh, interacting with individuals with cognitive and behavioral learning challenges. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, They were very kind, very receptive to what I said. And, you know, I shared with them kind of the interactions that the tenants that have been a little more on the concern side have had. And they were um, very understanding of that as well. And um, they just said, you know, he, he very much understands boundaries. He understands, you know, if you tell him not to do something because it doesn't make you comfortable, he won't do it again. Um, they said, you know, we will have a conversation with him as well and hopefully that'll be help and we can certainly keep an eye on him as well. And I just said, you know, I want him to still feel uh, like he can meet other people. There's no reason why um, that should be limited for him. He's, he's not a threat. He's not harmful. He does not have aggressive behavior at all. Um, and I think that this is just an opportunity for our neighborhood to, um, become more, uh, Uh, understanding and educated on how to interact with this boy and also an opportunity for them to teach their kids how to uh, interact with this boy as well and make him feel uh, comfortable and and even vice versa. It's an opportunity for this boy to interact with typically developing kids and who knows how that could impact his, you know, social skills for the better. You just don't know and and that's an opportunity uh, as well. Um, so the parents just said, like I said, um, 
they said, feel free to tell him no, he's understanding of, of that. Um, and so uh, it was just a very good conversation uh, overall. I was so, I left uh, their, their place so encouraged. And so I sent a message to our group chat, our complex group chat, and just shared how it went. I said, you know, I shared kind of the experiences that some of you have been having that have been concerning for you. I also shared, you know, the positive experiences that we've had with him and, um, you know, also shared that the family um, was very receptive and very helpful in helping us to know the best way to communicate with him because, you know, um, the children, um, you know, he can learn to just, you know, maybe it's a high five or maybe it's a handshake that he does instead of trying to, from my understanding, he's tried to give the kids hugs. And, um, obviously that comes from a, um, very, you know, non, non-threatening, um, approach. He just wants to give a hug because that's just what he knows. And maybe that's just what he does a lot at home. And, um, so helping him to learn other ways that are more comfortable for other people to, um, uh, physically contact them because not everyone's comfortable with a hug. And, um, it seems like he is very much capable of, you know, giving a high five or, you know, whatever it is. And so, um, as I kind of shared how the conversation went to our uh, neighborhood and just saying, you know, if there are any concerns um, moving forward at all, I'm happy to be the point of contact for um, expressing those concerns to the family um, because, like I said, they are very receptive um, to, you know, being aware of what's going on with their, um, with this boy and, um, you know, as long as you approach it in a respectful manner, then they're going to be receptive. And so I just, you know, reminded the neighborhood as well that um, when you do share with this boy uh, that you don't want him to maybe give your child a hug or um, you don't want him to come up to your window, then you just tell him that in a firm yet, uh, you know, kind way. Um, without, you know, sounding um, uh, aggressive or, you know, without sounding, um, uh, what's, gosh, what's the word I'm thinking of? (laughs) Um, I think you guys, you know, know what I mean. Without sounding, you know, um, uh, angry even because we all, uh, so many of us know that um, especially individuals with fragile X, they can really sense your emotions and it makes them nervous, you know? And I know that that can often be the same for those with autism um, and just, you know, how that plays a role in, in their uh, uh, sensory environment. And um, also, of course, um, their, their social development um, as well. So I just encouraged our um neighborhood that yes, it's okay to tell him no, to tell him, you know, my kids don't really, they don't want to hug right now or whatever, however it's approached, um, but to just not approach it in a hostile way or in a, um, you know, aggressive or angry way um, because that's not going to um, help the boy grow and it's, it's not going to teach your 
children how to best interact with this boy that's going to be successful for everyone. So um, I would just, like I said, I left that um, meeting, just meeting his family. I, I left so encouraged and I was just so grateful for that opportunity and also the opportunity to um, help our neighborhood become more educated on how to interact with him and how to um you know, still obviously acknowledge their concerns and their children's safety concerns. Um, and so I hope that this um, story of mine that I that I shared was encouraging to all of you um, because it was really a reminder even just for myself that advocacy and just creating more understanding and inclusion for our children um, is going to uh, have a better chance of creating a uh, more understanding future for them, a more or a brighter future for them, um, because the society around them, um, the hope is that um, the society that our children grow up in will be understanding and, and well educated of how to best support individuals with, you know. Um, physical and developmental delays, um, and that the approach is not to complain, that the approach is not to make assumptions. It is to find the resources that you need. So A, um, identifying maybe where like this boy for this particular situation, for me, it was finding where this boy lives and, and trying to maybe have a conversation with the family before assuming anything. Um, now, obviously, not every situation is going to go exactly this way, and I certainly um, acknowledge that, but, um, you know, if you're experiencing a situation where someone you know um, isn't uh, very supportive of, of your child in a similar uh, way, I highly encourage you just to sit down with them and answer their questions. Um, it may be if they have questions about your child, um, just be an advocate for them and, 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 uh, find the time to just answer those questions for them. And hopefully, you know, it'll create a more positive experience moving forward where both, um, your child feels more comfortable around that person and they feel more comfortable around your child. Um, yeah. So, that was um, what I wanted to share with you guys today. Um, I hope that that story kind of, you know, um, made sense, kind of painted a picture of the situation for you. And um, I ultimately, you know, hope that this episode encourages each and every one of you to just um, continue to utilize those opportunities where there are individuals around you that don't understand, helping them to understand um, because it's going to affect um, the hope, of course, is that it's going to affect um, their lives long term. And, you know, um, I have this really encouraging feeling that after sharing with, you know, my neighborhood, how the conversation went with this family, that hopefully they're going to continue that on and stand up for others that they might meet in the future with cognitive and behavioral challenges um, and standing up for them. Or maybe it'll encourage them to uh, step into a career uh in regards to helping uh, support individuals with uh, physical and developmental 
challenges too. You just never know the effect you might have on someone when you educate them on, uh, you know, your children or on Fragile X or on autism. Um, you just you just don't know. And so I highly encourage you guys, like I said, take um, the opportunities that you have um, because the one that I had this week was so encouraging. So um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for you. Um, if you guys have any questions for me, Um, of maybe how you can approach someone that maybe you've been wanting to approach and help help them become more educated, um, then please reach out to me on our Instagram page, TalkFragileX, or you can email us at TalkFragileX at gmail.com. I want to be there for you. Uh, I really do. So um, hope that everyone uh, enjoyed this episode.